turn him into a popsicle for five years. Uh, just like Jeff Bezos. It's September 2nd, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 63. And copying that floppy, I'm Abel Kirby. And with nothing to say but a lot of words to say it with, I'm Cold Acid. You're here once again for your pleasure on this wonderful Ribbed? Wednesday afternoon, now on the No Agenda stream, again. If Yay! you didn't catch it last week, we are now broadcasting live on the No Agenda stream, and you can check us out there uh, or at rareencounter.net and tune in and listen to all the festivities and... Uh, and all the uh, the fun stuff that we do on... Wait, Cold Acid, what kind of fun stuff do we do on this show? Can you remind me? Apparently time travel. We do? Yeah, apparent, apparently you are 20 days in the past. I am? How did I get 20 yes. days in the past? Did I say uh, well, the wrong month Carolyn or something? Blaney says you said it was September 2nd. Oh, I'm sorry, it's September 22nd. Oh, no. <laughs> apparently I, uh, I misspoke. Uh, oh, well, it's September yeah. 22nd. We're not going to redo that. The, uh... No. There's a... It's, uh, fall. Yeah, as of today. Yeah. And, uh, so there's, uh, I don't know, cool stuff associated with fall. Cooler weather is the first cool thing that that comes to mind. I don't know, what what other cool things Doesn't do you think It doesn't feel much cooler here. It, it is humid and hot still. It's like 20 degrees outside. Ah. That's 20 Celsius. It's, uh... Man, I'm I'm Canadian. To us, 20 degrees Celsius, you know, 68 Fahrenheit. That's like that's like we're in a sauna. Mm. The the thing that I like is when the humidity goes down. I don't care so much about the temperature, but I, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand as it gets colder. You know, less uh, there's less water vapor in the air anyway because the capacity to hold it's uh, lower. So yeah, in, in when it gets colder, you need a bit of extra humidity otherwise you get electrocuted by everything in the igloo yeah yeah, yeah. around here it, it wasn't that bad i was pushing 40 percent, 45 percent, even in the winter um in unless i had the humidifier or the dehumidifier on then i could get down to you know 39 38 35 that you don't yeah, want to do that this... it's just then you wake up with a dry mouth and it feel you feel terrible i've got this neat thing on the on the central heater that lets me switch between humidifying the air or dehumidifying it, and I just flip it based on the season. <laughs> it is, is there a center position for the switch if you wanted to do nothing? No. Oh, so if you want to... If you it's one have, or the other. There's no middle ground. If you want to keep just the same... Just like politics. If you want to keep the same humidity, you have to stand there and flip it back and forth really fast, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, boy. But that tire that tires my arm out. I got better things for tiring myself out. Yeah, I've been practicing for a long time, so I it wouldn't tire me out. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh man, we got all kinds of So what have you been so up to? Speaking speaking oh. of fall, we got we got a couple of people who've fallen into our donations. Oh really? Yeah, really. Why don't you hit me up? Yeah, so first of all, our executive producer for tonight is none other than Serpent, and happy birthday. Today yes. is his birthday, as he mentioned, and this this donation, 5432 USD, is his birthday gift to us. Oh, jeez. And he, he writes in, keep up the good work, with a little smiley there, and that makes me feel awesome. Good. <laughs> Boy, thanks. So, I... I put Serpent's birthday on my list. Uh, I didn't even know he donated, but that's great. That's double good. 
I had his birthday in my yeah. notes. I didn't even know he donated. <laughs> oh man, yeah. he's great. And that's not the only that's not the only donation either we have today. What? You're pulling yeah. your leg. I'm not pulling your leg. <laughs> oh god. Coming in at 333 is a custom hollow book company at www.hollowbooks.com. Really? Yeah, really. And this is, is this the same one that advertised on the No Agenda show way, way back in the day? I do believe so. Given that, <laughs> oh given that they donated $3.33, they are obviously yeah. part of the No Agenda community. Yes. Uh, looking for that shout out. Yeah, that $3 shout out. I guess that's all we're worth these days. We got $3. <laughs> hey, we'll take it. I'm not going to. We're worth three. We're worth three bucks. Wow. That means we're going up in value. <laughs> No, that's great. So is there a name attached to it? Because I'm not going to refer to a website as if it was a person. As you know... No, I did not see any donation notes. Just Custom Hollow Book Company is all there was. Okay. Uh, As you know, it's a sin to design a machine in the shape of a man's mind. And uh, I think a website falls into that category too, so... Persons and I don't know. I think websites are a lot better organized than my mind, at least. Oh, boy. Imagine if you ran on HTML and CSS. Wouldn't that be kind of crazy? Oh, just kill me. <laughs> I'd rather run on COBOL. On COBOL? Oh, my God. Oh, geez. You know what's going on right now? Uh, what? I think the sun just set in Maryland, according to my, uh, my twilight clock, which I do have running on my computer now. <laughs> So you, this is what happens when you've twilight me, hits. You've reached that mid moment. Yeah. So where time is equal on either side of the of the day. So, well, this is the part of the show where it's uh, nighttime for me, but it's still daytime for you. We're kind of in the twilight zone of rare encounter. I think this lasts for about seven minutes. So I've I have a seven I have a seven minute track to play below below it. <laughs> As the oh, uh, good Lord. the Terminator flies across the uh, the uh, North American landscape uh, from Maryland all the way to all the way to Ontario, dude, you were trying too hard. I don't know. It's, I wanted to do this last week, but I forgot. <laughs> I missed the bit uh, because I was I didn't have a clock, and so I wrote a little program that polls at like a time and date dot com kind of thing, and. Uh, automatically just, and it just automatically out. plays yeah it knows what sunset uh time is at your uh location in my location that's all it does clever it's, yeah, clever it's, i know it's stupid you don't have to pretend but i really like it it's my favorite project did it all week oh man plus it's got this jam you know which is some old track i wrote i don't know the 15 maybe is it a decade ago maybe I will say it is relaxing. <laughs> it was one of those uh, VN soundtracks for a game that never came to fruition. There's a little. Uh, I'm not surprised. It it definitely has the feel of your VN music. <laughs> did you see my uh, portfolio? Yeah, I did check that out. Yeah, what'd you think? Ah, uh, not too bad. A little on the basic side. Yeah, well. When I when I think of port portfolios on the web, I'm. I don't know. Maybe I've been ruined by a lot of like design sites and and what they offer on their portfolios. But mm-hmm. I don't know. On the other hand, it was it was quite refreshing that it was so basic. So it's it's hand code. It, the thing is, I wasn't going to pay anyone to do it um, because of my situation. Uh, I 
I've got my income, a little income coming in now, which is good. So it's not all outcome, but I'm still not, I'm not going to hire someone to make a website for me. So. Hand, hand, handcrafted artisanal HTML. <laughs> oh, there's CSS in there too. Yeah, it's a little uh, thing there. But yeah, in the, uh, the job front, I was going back and forth with some, uh, excuse me. I had the burp there and mute myself. The uh, indeed.com oh kind of stuff, and there's there's work out there, but I'm not. Uh, it's. I don't want to bring up the politics on the show, but there's reasons that I won't take some of these jobs, even though I could if I wanted to. So I'm still I'm still being a stubborn hermit and uh, turning down good work. <laughs> but yeah. in, in the meantime, I've been doing some sound design again. I. I uh, Picked up a little bit of work doing, uh, you know, freelance sound design for video games. So I got another project I got to finish up tomorrow, and and uh, it's nice to actually get something going. You know, I, I'm wondering if I could do enough projects. I'm like, do, I keep doing the math, trying to figure out. Yeah, if I wanted to really pay my rent with this, how many projects would I have to do? What do we really have to build? That kind of crap. Yeah, Bruce City Mike says, how, uh, how, truck. how far would you have to sell out? In other words. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I mean, I already sold out a little. I made a new Discord account, Ugh, which just feels terrible. I never got rid of my old Discord account. I, it's not as bad as some of these other modern services. My, big, my biggest uh, issue with Discord is their crappy Electrum-based client. <laughs> yeah, I'm not installing that shit. I'm just on the website. I still made a uh, an account, man. But that's where all the the clients are that I have right now. It's or, or my potentials, all my leads, I should say, my sales leads. They're all Discord, you know, indie game companies and stuff, and they all hang out on Discord because that's where the nerds are. So, uh, yep. Well. You get, I remember when the nerds hung out on IRC. Well, they still Good do. Times. <laughs> Some of us still do. Yeah, th that's true. I guess they're pseudo nerds. That's true. Us old school ones. Hey, shout-outs to everyone in IRC right now. Who's in IRC on Rare Encounter? Uh, let's see, we've There's, got IRC. Uh, Servo, Brew City Mike, Serpent, and Cotton Gin, of course, because they're always in there. Oh, yeah. I saw some Carblanes. Yeah. There is some Carblanes. Yeah, Serpent, of course, and Cotton Gin. Oh, Metis is in there, too. Yeah. What's up, nerds? I was talking about Discord earlier, and I, I, I've got the same opinion. It's just garbage. <clears throat> bum, 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 bum. Man. So how about we talk uh how about we talk some news? Yeah, let's What's uh, going down in your neck of the woods? Oh well there's a couple things going on. We got some power situations. Uh I was out watching a football game the other day. Ravens game. They were playing uh, yeah? yeah, it you know, home team game, so I was out kind of cheering for it and right right at the beginning of the game, um there was some scoring back and forth, and it was uh, it was kind of a contentious time to for the the Ravens fans because they were behind, and the power went out in the the bar down the road that I was I was sitting down uh, watching the game at. It was well, that's useful. Yeah, it's one of those moments where everything is suddenly silent, where there used to be bells and whistles and all kinds of stuff going on in the background. You know, like a wave, you know, that kind of. Ah, shit in the background. Yeah. Suddenly, it's just silent in the bar, and everyone kind of looks at each other, and all the lights went out, and it's nighttime, you know. 
was a fun kind of moment. Uh, but it doesn't bode well for BGE&E to, uh, to be losing power everywhere. We had uh, so many of these power Yeah, but at least they're recently. not exploding buildings this time. Yeah, I know. It's... I don't know what to make of it. I can't get any good data on past power outages. I think that's by design. You can go, if you currently have a power outage, you can like call a phone number or you can report it on a website and they'll show you current outages. But if the power was out yeah. for the last seven, seven days and you just get it back one minute after it comes back on, you log on the website and try and find out, oh, where, where was the power off? You know, the website won't tell you or, you know, seven days obviously be in the news at that point but it's like if the power went out and then it came back on and you go and try and find out uh what happened they won't tell you also by the way it is now nighttime in cortese according to my twilight clock they're 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 like they're like naked people putting a hand over their private bits they're trying to hide their shame yeah so they have a um website and it looks like oh it's a sexy website it's got it's got maps and it's got circles and the the circles are kind of radius so they you know it allegedly means something but it's ultimately doesn't mean anything it's it's like a distraction to distract you from the fact that they're uh giving you terrible service but that's my take on well, it anyway that's that's the utility company for you yeah and so aside from that um we had uh, a couple other things going down we had like buildings being destroyed and crashed into in uh, baltimore i put a couple pictures yeah, in yeah for, i uh, heard i heard uh i heard that uh that a restaurant fell down yeah it was uh pappy's tacos uh in fells point which is a really nice neighborhood it's like the cool bar district of baltimore um or one of them anyway there's a couple out there and the taco place, the building actually fell apart. And this is not the first Baltimore building collapse that we've had uh, reported on Rare Encounter. There's been at least one before that I can think of. So I don't know what it is about this area. The, it seems to happen more often than it should, where there's a building just fell down while people were inside it. It's like, the whole damn place minute. is falling apart. Yeah. What is going on, man? And then you look at, like, that story in Florida. Remember when that building uh, went? I can't remember what city was it. Yeah. Was that in Miami? Um, that I was... forget what city, but yeah, like, half the building just, like, fell into itself. Yeah. It's like, how does that happen? Well, I get, apparently we're waiting for that kind of thing to happen in Maryland, too, because there's all kinds of old buildings here, and it seems like no one's paying attention to them. So, ah, well. The only other thing, maybe this taco, maybe someone liked this uh, this taco place. It was well-rated as far as I could tell. So maybe this will get someone's attention and they'll do something about it. Um, the other, the only other one was in Annapolis, which was a car crashed into Buddy's Crab and Ribs, which is a restaurant I've never been to, but uh, I don't know. It's it's a lame story. But it reminded me of something back in, in New England. I lived in a city called Nashua, Nashua, New Hampshire. And there was a uh, traffic accident where a car drove into a flower shop right on the main road one uh, one day. And it was all over the news. I think it was called Collins Flowers. If anyone, if I don't know if there's a news story about it. But it's like the car went right into the building. And it was the worst thing I ever saw. This, this Baltimore story is kind of lame because it's like the car bumped the front of it and it knocked the fake brick pillar uh, crooked. It's like, come on. But. Yeah, nobody was even actually really injured. Yeah, I know. It's I don't know how it, it. The only reason it got in my show notes is because it reminded me of that co that flower shop. Because every time I go back uh, to New England and I drive by that flower shop, I think, oh yeah, that's where the car was. 
know, <laughs> a decade ago, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to be like 80 years old, <laughs> hobbling down the road uh, with my, my walker. I'm going to look at us. Yeah. I remember where the car crashed in that building. Oh, Apparently it looks like Cotton Gin found, uh, found an article about that from oh, 2011. God. Yeah. <laughs> Is it 10 years ago? Oh my God. Yeah. The longtime landmark, landmark Collins flowers. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you yeah. will be going by there with a walker and laughing about it still. Yeah. <laughs> oh a man. Nissan Maxima, huh? Seems that way. So what do you got in your neck of the woods? You got cars crashing into stuff in Cortez? No, but we did have an election, which is which was pretty much a car crash. Oh. <laughs> yep. I guess that's the way to put six it. Six million or six hundred million dollars spent. To essentially have the same situation before the election. Hmm. So there was no change? No, there was some change. A number a number of uh a number of seats were lost just to be gained gained like in other just for those uh, like the count to be gained somewhere else. But yeah, the the election was essentially a waste of time and money. If I understand my uh, strategic Canadian politics right, the point of it was to defer the next election. Um, no, nope. sometime the later. Point, so, the point of it was, the point of it was Trudeau thought that uh, thought that with where the polls were sitting before he called the election, he might be able to get himself a majority, and pretty much everybody saw saw like this cynical move he's making. And and then made the mistake of not like completely voting the liberals out of office and putting in another party in its place. Isn't there a cool down time? Is there like a refractory period between elections, though? Not in our system. Oh, so you we could, could you could have like an election like the day or not right away. I mean, first, first of all, parliament has to be called back. But then if. Uh, if like under a vote well actually with the with the number of with the number of seats that the opposition the official opposition the conservative party has if trudeau did lose a a motion a confidence motion shortly after parliament uh, comes back then most likely the governor general would ask Aaron O'Toole to form government instead hmm. because because nobody wants to have back-to-back elections meanwhile it has happened with our system before not here in canada really except for except for maybe once the the king bing affair led to something like that but i believe election spam has happened in new zealand election spam i like it yeah i'm stealing that thank you servo (laughs) well what happened in new zealand with the spam happened because because the thing is the the party forming government has to maintain the confidence of the house of commons and if they lose that then protocol essentially dictates that the prime minister has to resign and the governor general will ask somebody else to form a government possibly call an election before that very interesting. It, depend, it really depends on how long it's been since the last election and how stable 
the uh, the existing parliament is. So you must have guys in all these parties who just kind of sit around and consult on. Uh, is it a There's good a good idea? You know, because yeah, you know, yeah, maybe they sit around and drink the beer. <laughs> that's how you or a cider. That's how you do good consulting. Is you got to have a couple of drinks first. What you got there? Always cider? a good idea to have a couple of drinks before consulting. What do you got there, cider? Oh yeah. Uh, the Queen 501 again. Ah, yeah. It's I, a nice one. I still can't get a can of that. I tried looking around again, and there's no way to import You're it. You're just going to have to come up here. You're just going to have to come up here to get one. I don't know if they'll let me through the border, man. We, I, I was just at your doorstep the other day because I was in the uh, upper peninsula of uh, Michigan. But I uh, couldn't make it through. I, I didn't bring my passport, so it doesn't really count. I didn't really try, but it's actually a day's well, drive. Well, when... When this when this COVID nightmare ends, we'll have a we'll have a big we'll have a big rare encounter meetup. <laughs> and uh, where where will it be though? Your, your house. Uh, it's gonna be I, cold I, cold assets house. He's gonna host. It could be my house. It could be Carblane's <laughs> house. Oh man, that's good. There's a lot of good stuff going around uh, in our little community. I like it. I keep hearing uh, like Sir Spencer's radio ad for his uh, beat up uh, upcoming meetup. I love I love the I love the ads and the reports that come out yeah. of the Kansas City meetups. Yeah, he does. He does such a great job putting those together. Yeah, we had um, I was talking to him the other day. Did you hear me on Bowl After Bowl on the uh, Bulls with Buds uh, special? I heard a bit of it. Yeah, I don't expect everyone to li- I don't expect you to listen to everything I do. So I don't care if you don't <laughs> listen to all of it. But uh, uh, it was no, a actually, I. I did. I did get. I did get most of your back to back. I, w- I was there troll, trolling you in the in the chat rooms. Yeah, I saw you in there a little bit. That. The um, it was great being on there. You know, the great host, uh, Sir Spencer and Dame uh, Lorian, the Lorian, and uh, yeah, they just had bowl after bowl episode one hundred and five, the Ocean People, and uh, it's fun to listen to. It sounds like. Uh, Sir Spencer's got his boostagram uh, parsing issues. I've been working on that shit. I'm going to have, uh, speaking of the other podcast, do Ablecraft, uh, which was the back-to-back we did. We did Ablecraft, then we did Bulls with Butts. Uh, Sir Spencer and I, and then, uh, uh, Lorian came on for Bulls with Butts. The um, boostagram parsing is something, it, it's something that's lacking in the, uh, the podcasting 2.0 infrastructure, so. I was able to get some of that work in on my side, so uh, we'll bring that up tomorrow when I talk to him. <laughs> I got a little script, a little scripto on the side, which uh, which can pull those TLV records and decode them. But my God, is it Excellent. a nightmare! Yeah. Have you ever? Let me ask you a question, uh, Cole, because you're a professional software guy, and I'm 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 a professional technologist in a lot of things. I'm, I'm not really a professional software guy. Um, have you ever seen? JSON that instead of using commas has semicolons in it, like like I literally find replace no. all of the semicolons, all, all of the commas with semicolons. No, no. Well, well, that's what I'm getting out of my Lightning node, and I was going back and forth with like Sir Alex Gates on uh, the podcast index. I was like, what the, heck? what is going on? I was I was having um, it felt like a disassociative fit where I got the. The record out, I'm looking at it, it looks like JSON, kind of, but what are all these semicolons? I'm trying to identify it, so I'm going into specs for all these different programming languages and interchange formats and try, what the hell is this? And it turns out it's, uh, it is 
one hundred. It's JSON with a with a find replace for commas and semicolons, and it's absolutely maddening. Th- this I is, think I have something for this. Uh, Hold on a second. I'm I'm not sure if I've got it queued well, up right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll give keep, you mine. Keep for, talking. Give me. I'll give you mine first. Here's what I have for this, which is the beer in front of me, and then you just drink it. Mm. Because that's how I deal with that kind of problem. It was uh, absolutely ridiculous. What do you got for me, Cold? Hold on a second. I screwed that up. Okay, so... Let me try it again. Keep talking. About JSON and semicolons. Man, you know, the funny thing about it is that you're not supposed to use a semicolon in JSON at all. Uh, You're supposed to have a colon, and then you could have a comma after each line. I don't know what what the fuck to say. Uh, You gotta hit me with something. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. No. No, man. <laughs> Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that <laughs> it? That's how I feel about the idea of semicolons inside JSON. So there we go. That's the mystery. But I was able to decode stuff, and uh, it kind of brought to the forefront the idea that we're not uh, we're not doing value for value on this show yet. And I don't know. We, we're... We're bringing enough value. We're bringing enough value for some people. Well, I, okay, but I like the uh, I like the podcasting two point You yeah. You just you just want to you just right, want we, to see the stat streaming in. It is and the so boosts. cool. You you don't understand because you never tried it before. How great it is to get those boosts when you get the sat streaming in. You sound like a drug addict. And when you get those sat streaming in, man, you don't even know what it's like. You got to try it. And. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little bit like that. Well, one of the one of these days, I mean, I mean, I've got to get another Pi, and I've got to get another hard drive that can be connected up to it to store the whole blockchain. Because apparently, mm-hmm. you need to have the whole blockchain on something in order to run a Lightning node for some yes. reason or another. Yeah, because it has to be a full Bitcoin yep. node. Yeah, it has to process on chain and off chain transactions. That's what it is. It's kind of a bridge yeah. between them. So, yeah, it's a full. Which load, is baby. why I have not bothered actually getting one set up yet. Ah, and I mean Bitcoin's on sale right now, so you can. Uh, it's the best time. Bitcoin on sale. <laughs> one Bitcoin for sixty nine nine hundred ninety nine. That was forty two something, forty two thousand. The other day, it looks like it's forty three and a half now. Yeah. 43 and a half and going up. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be 100K by the end of the year, baby. <laughs> I don't know who says that. <laughs> to the moon. Man, I listen to a lot of, uh, yeah, to the moon. I've been listening to some of these Bitcoin podcasts, and I am really discouraged by how bad some of them are. They're By bad. the sound or the fact that they're all Kool-Aid drinkers? By the fact they don't know anything. Um, I've got people talking about Kool-Aid then. Yeah, Bitcoin in Cuba and they're just talking about it and apparently they have no idea about Cuba or what happens in Cuba and I've never been to Cuba. I've Communism seen, happens in Cuba. I'll say that I've seen Cuba from the sky. I've never been there. I've flown over it. Uh, that's no qualification, but when I'm listening to some in of these Cuba, podcasts, if you get the Bitcoin, then you have to share it with everyone else in the country. I mean, they've been using Bitcoin in Cuba for a while, though, because they had this whole because the history of, um, you know, the the Cuban peso used to be marked to the Russian ruble. And and so it was like one for one for a while. And then they gave it up and then it was pegged to the dollar and then they gave that up. And so there's a whole currency crisis there for for a while. 
It, there still is. I guess there, there, there always was. Um, and there was a business where what they would do is use Bitcoin to transfer money back and forth because of the embargoes. And they do it at a, so you could sell for the equivalent dollars in Cuba, you could sell at a, at a higher, uh, at a markup. And so you could, um, I don't know, there was a bunch of businesses, like legit businesses that were just doing that for a while. And then you'd listen to the, uh, the crypto podcast and it's like, they didn't know any of, any of the history. And I'm not a historian, it's not, certainly not a Cuban historian, but I know a couple facts, dog. And they didn't know anything. It's just like, come on. And you flip through podcast after podcast after podcast, and you just get morons. They don't know. Now you could listen to my podcast. You could listen to this morons, show and say you're a moron too. But huffing, yeah, Bitcoin morons huffing their own farts and not actually understanding anything about Bitcoin. <laughs> Typical. Yeah, or the world. It they understand Bitcoin, but they don't understand how it fits in society or what society is. It's very frustrating. It's very. I think without I think without understanding how it fits into to everything else, you don't really understand Bitcoin. Yeah. So speaking of uh, sports, I was watching, like I said, that Ravens game, and uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up was the crappy commercials. Oh, sweet! I've been bitching about this for a while. It's the uh, there's a a certain company which I won't say the name of, which is a uh, crypto trading company, has been advertising on baseball. Uh, I'm trying to think if it was baseball games too. It was definitely on the all the NFL games, and they had like Tom Brady's doing ads with them. It's like, come on! It, it, the the thing about it that bugs me isn't that it's a it, country. Didn't I hear about this? He was he was like hawking NFTs or something, or is that he, someone else? Um, someone else was uh, Major League Baseball was hawking NFTs on the show, like in the like on the program between pitches. The NFL has a bunch of commercials they run during their games where they have like Tom Brady saying, hey, we're all going to be millionaires uh, trading shit coins. And that's the thing that I don't <laughs> like. It's I like programmable money. I like the idea of this podcasting 2.0 stuff. And I like the idea of the the thing where you, uh, Sir Spencer brought me on to this. Uh, I haven't played it, but I, I love the idea where it's a Counter-Strike Go server. You pay so many sats to get in. Uh, the server takes like one or two for their their trouble. And then what happens is every time you get a kill in the game, every time uh, you get a, you know, it was like a headshot or a kill or something like that, you drop your sats and someone else in the game can pick them up. And so it's like you're playing for real money, uh, which I, I oh, love the so idea you, of that. So you're turning, you're turning, you're turning, in other words, you're taking, you're taking Counter-Strike and turning it into poker. It is, yeah, because poker is kind of a game of skill too, if you, it, it's, I wouldn't call it gambling. Poker, I think of more as gambling, but it's like you're, you're playing for some money now. And so it makes it a little more interesting and it's small stakes, right? It's a couple sats, which is fractions of a cent, but uh, yeah, but even, kinda... even that, even that's enough to get like the tax holes coming at you for their, for their like pound of flesh. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the way, uh, the American, the IRS has been directing people to uh to report on their taxes their crypto income um they they consider bitcoin and by extension lightning as an asset not a uh not money and so you only yep. get uh taxed on it when you convert it to u.s dollars and so if it stays in your wallet then they don't care and all so the more you... reason to actually turn it into a currency instead instead of like turning it back into real money i guess 
Yeah. Ah, eh, we'll see. I think it's a hard sell for for the U.S. and it's an easy sell for some for some smaller nations. Uh, there was a tour uh, video on in El Salvador where they were making a point of we're gonna go around the whole place and we're only gonna pay with lightning. And so they bought their gas with lightning and they stayed in a hotel with lightning and they uh, only bought dinner with lightning when they went out to a restaurant. You know, as they went on their tour, their uh, Bitcoin tour, and uh, the fact that they could do Did that. It work? Well. Sort of. They obviously they left out the big one, which is the airplane ticket, um, because one of the girls obviously was not from El Salvador. It looked like she flew in from the U.S., and uh, so obviously she did not buy that plane ticket with Bitcoin, and that's a big stickler. So we'll see if uh, JetBlue starts taking uh, starts taking lightning payments, then that'll be a big deal. But until then, I'm not going to hold my breath. It's mom and pop shops, and and a gas station, which was interesting. So. Anyway, let's uh, let's flip talk topics. New anime season starting next month. Yeah, and the big thing there is season two of eighty six is going to air. Yeah, that's our rare and, encounter favorite. Well, the first the first season covered covered what the first two volumes of the light novel, kinda, or at least the first volume. I'm now, not sure uh, about the now chronology. We're at... It covered right up until uh, do we do spoiler casts on the show? It goes right up until Shin gets his head cut off, as as it or it appeared to at the end of the the last episode. So I don't know where that happened in the books, but it was very um, the way that they played that last episode. I didn't realize it was going to be one of the last ones in the series. I thought there was going to be like ten more episodes after. I thought that was the midpoint. So the way that they structured the the plot made me feel like there was. It made me want more. It made me feel like, hey, there's some, something more out there. I'm just waiting for it to happen. And then the next thing I knew is... Well, there was. Yeah. There is. Well, the next thing I they knew... Are, they, were already, they were already in production on the second season when, uh, when the first season was wrapping up on air. I didn't realize the first season was that short until you told me, by the way. So I saw that episode. I said, ooh, that's cool. I wonder what happens next week. <laughs> and uh, and uh, turns out nothing did because that was the end of the season. God damn it. Yeah, so essentially, essentially what uh essentially what happened and it's not the first time either. They did a two-core series over two one-core seasons. So the production and well the pre-production at the very least like covers the whole thing and then they put together then they put together and animate like the first season of episodes. Mm-hmm. which is like one core and then they and then they do then they do the production work for the next one and they air it uh later and that's why like we went from we went from like from like the first season being like in the spring and now we're getting the second season in the fall yeah is it the spring jeez man time flies it was either the spring or winter but it is this year yeah Man, the last time we talked about 86, was that on episode 51? Yeah, 51. So that was on 8-9. What? That's not right. It can't be that recent. Yeah, it wasn't the spring, it was the summer. Yeah, we had... We Could have been talk- the summer. This this is the summer season. No, this is the fall coming wrapping up, up. Yeah. No, this is the summer was wrapping up. It wasn't, th- it wasn't airing this season. Wow, we don't have to... I, I got my show notes in front of me. I've got like Encounter Fifty One, June Thirtieth, 
And in June 30th, we had a uh, recap episode for the special. Oh, well, this was my my commentary on the last episode. Um, so back yeah, in June. June is the last month of the spring season. Oh, there you go. Okay, fine. Well, we've got a couple things to look forward to besides that. That's on the top of my list. That's the real one that, uh, that I was looking forward to. But there was also a Blade Runner show that I got excited about. Uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus. And I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. We'll see. I mean, yeah. it could be terrible, but I do like Blade Runner enough to give it a chance. Uh, we also had Muv Love Alternative is airing their uh, their anime adaptation, and that's a highly anticipated one by many people, not me. I didn't like Muv Love you'd, Alternative. You'd rather the you'd rather the visual novel than the anime adaptation. Well, you know, something about the visual novel put me off, and I can't put my finger on it. And I did read a lot of it. Wasn't it wasn't it extra that put you off, not alternative? I uh, I did a hundred percent on extra, uh, and Muvlove, Love. Um, there was extra, and then there was what was the the second version of it, which was the prequel to Muvlove Love Alternative. It was like Muvlove Love Extra, Muvlove Love. Wasn't it Muv? I'm pretty sure it was Muvlove Love Alternative. It was extra, and then straight to Muvlove Love Alternative. Nope, there was something in the middle. I believe we've even talked about this before. But let me just pull up VNDB and double check that because it'll be in there. Yeah. Let's but this is this isn't the first this isn't the first anime from like the Muvlove uh like multiverse. Uh Schwarzmarken was an adaptation of a side story. Yeah, I know, but that wasn't any good. And there was uh was it was that Muvlove Eclipse? Was that the English title for it? It was Unlimited is what I was thinking. So there was Extra, Unlimited, and Alternative. And Unlimited was in the uh, the middle there. And I liked Unlimited also. It was kind of, you know, the, the beginning of Alternative. And uh, I don't know. It's, when I got to MLA, it wasn't as good, in my opinion. I know Unlimited this is, is a side story, apparently. It was in the first game. So if you got the first uh, Muvlove Extra, it came with Unlimited. It, it was on the same like disc, um, but it was a full length game, really. The other, one oh yeah, was... okay, yeah, I found, yeah. This game consists of two parts: Muv Love Extra and Muv Love Unlimited. Okay, yeah, yep. And then, uh, anyway, there was also that Star Wars thing on Giznep, um, Giznep Plus. That Star Wars show is coming out with the the only two things I really care about: <laughs> the Trigger, uh, the one that was animated by Trigger with the the Sith sisters. Uh, they showed up in one of the trailers. We talked about that before. I don't well, know. That's because I'm... Trigger kicks so much ass. Yeah, they're fun. You had uh, so I got I got a few picks of my own. Yeah, I didn't recognize these. You got to tell me what these are. So it was uh, Kyokai Senki. Okay, so Senkai the first the first one the first yeah the first one Kyokai Senki, and so based on based on the description about it on Analyst, it sounds like okay, this is Japan in the future where it's been taken over and split up by a bunch of global economic blocks. And now some kid finds a giant robot and starts to retake Japan from the globalists. Okay. So, well, that's a hell of a uh, plot. Yeah. It, it sounds, it sounds shown in as shit and also kind of nationalist. And I am, I am expecting good things from this combination. Yeah. It sounds like a uh, prime Japanese uh, story writing there. Nationalism and shonen yeah. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and a giant robot. Here you go. 
Well, well, fuck! You can't, you can't do this without the giant robots. I mean, the only thing they need is is a uh, uh, subtext about uh, procreation and getting the birth rate up, and then it'd be a hundred percent Japanese, you know, prime material. Though Shinzo yeah, but uh, Abe-san is no longer the prime minister. Yeah, well, there's still there's still people trying to get everyone to fuck. Here we go. I got a well, sound clip. We'll come up. We'll come up to that on another on another one of my picks. But oh boy. before we get to that one, there's also Komi can't communicate, or in Japanese, Komi san wa komiyoshu desu. And okay, so here you have here you have this girl who is pretty attractive and seems to be a real cool kind of character. It turns so everybody is like everybody just kind of worships her, but they won't like hit on her or anything because she's like the the goddess of the school and the the truth of it is that one one guy in her class finds out is that actually she's really shy and really bad at communication mm. she has like almost no interpersonal skills her and that's why she seems like she seems like this untouchable beauty her signal to noise is really high there's a lot of symbol rate uh symbol rate errors high that kind of uh, thing? One other thing. One other thing is that uh, that if you understand Japanese, you'll get a good laugh out of pretty much all the character names because every character's name, pretty much every character's name, is a pun about how about their social behavior mm. or something else about their character. Oh, this is one to look forward to. Then, do you know what studio uh, is animating it? Because I always look at that too. Uh, let me let me check. It is being animated by Drumroll please. OLM. OLM. I feel like we've talked about them oh. before. Because I want to make the joke Let's see. on industrial um, light magic. Uh and I feel like I've said that look, on the show looking before. at the looking at the list here, uh uh what can I recognize? Okay, they they've done card fight stuff, apparently. Uh, Beyblade stuff. Pokemon? Yokai Hello? Watch. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven Pokemon. Yeah, that was them. Berserk. Come on, you Zoids. can get better. Comic Party. Come on, they had a bunch of hits. Comic Party. Well, the problem is that analyst gives them in reverse chronological order. So to see the good stuff, it, you got to scroll down a while. Inazuma Eleven. Was it the soccer game? Uh, the soccer anime that was a huge hit. Uh, Oh come on! I'm not into soccer, ah. and the animation style of it, or just the art style of it, doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, OLM uh, looks like a there's there's a bunch of shit on here that I recognize. This looks like a good. Studio. Oh, here's something. Yeah. Space Battleship Yamato twenty one ninety nine. They did that. <laughs> Star Blazers. Here we go. Yeah. Comey can't communicate. Huh. October seven, twenty twenty one. I guess that's upcoming, huh? That looks cool. Oh, uh, here's one that you'd recognize they, that they did. Underwater Ray Romano. Yeah! Uduwara Munaro. That was great. That, that's two so Heart, that... too. They did, they did the Two Heart anime adaptions. Uh, so Comey Can't Communicate uh, coming out soon. And I, I remember Comic Party. That was good stuff. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Oh, man. Uh, okay, what, so what my third, third one. one. My a third one. Yeah. yeah. World's End Harem. What's this one about? Okay, so, dude dude has some sort of disease, 
there's some sort of treatment for it, but it means he has to go into like a deep freeze for five years. Does he have? Does he? So have he does plot, this anime plot disease. Is that what they call it? He's got anime yes. plot sickness. Yes, he 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 has a he has a terminal form of anime plot disease, and the only way to cure it is to is to turn him into a popsicle for five years oh, and boy. time skip. Uh, just like Jeff Bezos. So when he comes when he comes out of this. Uh, cryo sleep right he's cured but he's also one of only five men left alive on earth <gasps> okay. because there was this male killer or mk virus that went around and killed all the men who weren't in this kind of deep sleep sort of thing so is and because because the thing the thing in the that had him in the deep sleep that cured him also for some reason made him immune to the mk virus is it this? Yeah, it, it, the same it, as that it doesn't TV make sense, show? and I don't think anybody really cares if it makes sense or not. Is it they? The, the important thing is, the important thing is, there is a billion women for every man, <laughs> and that is nowhere near as good as you think it sounds. Oh lord, isn't this similar? To, uh, there's uh, actually that... there's actually like a lot of like evil evil like. Uh, conspiracy theories sort of politics stuff going on uh attempts at murders attempts at essentially putting these surviving guys into sexual slavery to produce a new generation of women not men hmm. and there is sex at least in the manga there's sex hmm. is this the same as that so tv show I, I, they keep it advertising uh the last man I've seen trailers for that one. It sounds exactly the same, based on what I know of it. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch. I don't watch TV other than like, other than like Forged in Fire and Heavy Rescue Four Hundred One. Is I was trying to find out if that was based on. The only reason I care about this TV show is because I think it's based on a Mary Shelley novel. But I, I don't know. I don't know for sure though. We'll have to see. Time will tell. Sooner or later, time will tell. Yeah, that's what I always say. So these picks are in the show notes. A uh, chart for the fall season that's going in the show notes. Oh yeah, yeah. So other people can see what else is coming on because there's a few other things, some some other sequels like uh, part two of Mushiko Tensei, which is the which is the one where where like the dude died and was reborn as a perverted kid. Jeez, you know that's something you could get away with in a cartoon. Uh, it's probably it might be worth watching actually. I enjoyed I enjoyed the first part, so I'm gonna <laughs> be watching that. But I mean, it's because I'm a pervert. So what can I say? Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, birds of a feather, birds of a feather, and all that shit. Birds of a feather, flock to feather. Birds of a feather, birds of a feather. I talk good. Birds of a feather, fucking leather. That's what I always say. <laughs> All right, Sylvester. <laughs> Man, uh, what do we got for uh, for stuff? I don't, so, as far as anime updates go, I'm not going to do anything with Hikarashi till it's over. I'm, I'm uh, seriously. That's not far away, isn't it? Yeah, it's got two episodes left. I think. I'm really waiting for this one to pull it out uh, because the uh, the last. Uh, Half of this season has been dog shit. 
to put it lightly. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'm reserving judgment till I see how they end it. It's possible they come out and pull a rabbit out of the hat, but I don't know. It's not looking great right now. Anyway, uh, here's something else. Here's something else to bring up. We're all worried about Microsoft trying to put microchips in us with uh, vaccines from Bill Gates, but Google's got a better plan for putting chips in us, don't they? Yeah, they have uh, a plan to put chips directly inside uh, Japanese citizens. So Google is rolling out um, a program where I think they had, oh, they have 10,000 uh, 10, units of uh, chips and they're going, I don't know how many it's in, inside a unit. I think it says it on the bag, um, but they're going to put chips inside Japanese citizens um, as part of a program they're rolling out uh, with the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. Uh, and by chips, I do mean potato chips. Because this is a potato news story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had you, you, we had you worried, didn't we? Yeah. So this is uh, <laughs> a, as a promotion for the fact that Google is putting a tensor. I guess it's a TensorFlow system on a chip, um, which is you know if, for people who don't know, TensorFlow is Google's. I'm gonna say an artificial intelligence. Uh, well, I guess machine learning is is what you would really bill it as a platform and they no, it's a tensor tensor is a is a system on a chip that they're that they're putting in their uh in their flagship phone designs my understanding is that the purpose of the system on a chip is to do um tensor flow computations generally the purpose of a system on a chip is to combine the processor and memory and other mainboard chips into one little one little package that makes it a lot easier to integrate other crap. So they want to. I mean, do... that's why they call it system on a chip because it's a it is like essentially an entire computer system in a single chip package. the The bottom line is, as part of an advertisement for this, they're putting. Uh... A bunch of bags of potato chips out there. They're available in Japan only. And the flavor for the potato chip is called Google Salty Flavor. And we got a picture, I think. Googly Salty Flavor, which sounds really dirty. Googly? I think it's just Googly. Good job. According, according to Potato Pro, it says Googly Salty Flavor. Yeah, I think that's a typo because the actual chip bag that I see says just says Google. No, nope, the the ones that the ones that are Let me zoom on in. the article Let also me, say googly salty flavor. Let me zoom in and enhance. Yeah, you're right. It does in the pictures. Googly salty flavor. All right, I'll give you that one. It's googly salty yep. flavor. I guess I I I was reading out of my notes. I wrote it down wrong. Uh, womp, but that's womp, it. Womp, 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 womp. There's your up to date uh there's not a lot of other potato news going on uh other than the you did uh, you digged up a commercial you digged up a commercial for this too yeah the 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 other potato which is news. going in the show notes we're not we're not going to play it but like for anybody who's twisted enough that they want to they want to see a commercial about getting uh google salty flavor in their mouths it'll be in the show notes yeah the real potato news is colorado's potato harvest is supposed to be pretty good <gasps> this year um yay there's a number of tech startups that are in the potato industry doing all kinds of things and the most interesting one was a company that did a uh they made a machine uh and a process that 
does accurate color identification to find the fried color of potato chips. So when you have a potato and you fry it, it turns kind of a yellow or a golden kind of color. And they have a uh, system where they can put a bunch of potato chips on a tray and then measure the color precisely. Uh, somehow they've sold this to potato vendors, potato chip manufacturers. I don't know. They, they've come. They've come up with. Uh, they've come up with a. Oh, what's the name of that really good, that really popular but expensive color scheme system? Pan something. Not Pantone? Yeah, Pantone. Pantone. They've come up with Potato Pantone. Potato Pantone! There we go. There's a title if I ever heard it. Potato Pantone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, there's your potato news for the day. Uh, Something about, I mean, there's internet. I am continually surprised when i go on potato pro and i see a bunch of new news stories and they're about like the the university in pakistan is uh has some discussion about whether uh potatoes can be used as a a better energy source you know there's a weird there's a bunch of weird shit shows up on there all the time and then you get the back tech stories you know where it's microsoft machine learning division as a contract with lays and here's what they're doing you know that kind of shit it's real insider uh, stuff. I just love this site ever since we started looking at it. It, it is. Yeah, it is amazing site. I love it, too. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's my, my dark horse of the show, I guess. I, I thought it was going to be a joke, and now I'm really, I'm getting good information out of it. So there you go. Yeah, we got sold on the potatoes. Yeah. Speaking of getting sold, um, there was a story about Amazon AI and, you know, tangential to the Google AI thing. Um, did you see that link I put in? It was for a Vice article about uh, the Amazon AI, in quotes, cameras that they put inside their driving uh, their uh, their vans. I saw that you had that in your notes, but I didn't actually read it. Yes. So hit me up with this story. So the, the idea of this story is that on the rear view mirror of a lot of Amazon delivery vans, I say a lot of, I don't know if it's all the vans or some of the vans, um, it might say it in the article. I didn't pick it up when I read it. Um, the, the thing that it does is it watches the driver and it's watching if they're turning their head too far to the side and, uh, not watching the road. If they're drowsy, if they're, uh, doing, it's also looking at the, uh, the data from the vehicle to see if you're stopping too hard or if you run a red light or if you run a stop sign and it deducts points, uh, from you. So you start with some scorecard that it, keeps track of and when if you run a stop sign uh or you do a rolling stop where you don't fully stop it deducts some number of points from it and the the bottom line is that the way that amazon is paying their drivers includes a bonus and it's like a safe driving bonus it's like the you know the insurance company giving you a discount for installing their app and letting it spy on you and uh follow you everywhere you go and then they'll decide if uh if you comply with what they think is good safe driving then they might give you a discount that's amazon's doing the same thing but instead of a discount they're giving them a bonus and you lose your bonus if you don't keep enough points at the end of it and one of the the things that this article is complaining about this is from uh this is from uh vice is that it's actually really bad at it they there's a bunch of drivers who are getting screwed out of their bonuses because the ai incorrectly categorizes uh their behaviors yeah, like things like you've got to, you have to turn your head and like 
check to the sides if you're doing lane changes because you got to check your blind spots and it's saying, oh, you're being a distracted driver. No, that's it. That's retarded. Yeah, it's it's very um, the, the meat of this story. The stuff that really got to me was when they're talking with the drivers and saying, man, this is this is depressing. I have a camera on me all day. I've got some machine trying to tell me what to do. And me as someone who I don't like it when my car tells me when to shift. Right. It, it's like, yeah, I mean, I can hear the engine. I know what's going on. And uh, whether I make good decisions or not, well, you know, that's kind of up to me. The the idea that there's some computer that's uh, that's you have to kind of be a slave to. It's like, well, fuck that. And I think the the attitude of the drivers is, yeah, OK, we're just getting, uh, you know, uh, demoralized by having to, do, you know, just having this thing in our face all day and knowing that it's watching us and and knowing that it's going to. Uh, incorrect you know knowing that it's going to make a mistake and we can't do anything about it uh, yeah like what 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 can you do when somebody when somebody cuts you off right maintain safe distance says uh, says the machine says like the telescreen on your rear view mirror yeah it's... right and it's like i i'm watching my fucking distance motherfucker this asshole's pulling in front too close one of the things about the self-driving cars that's always been hard to capture is the fact that good drivers don't always follow the let's call them the manifest rules of the road um because there's i i'd say the letter the letter of the law there's it's something it's something i know very well here in the greater toronto area where if you go the speed limit on the 401 at uh at certain places and certain times of day you are actually you are actually driving dangerously because everybody else is doing a, like a minimum of 120 and now you're you're crawling along like some old fart and you're just begging for somebody who is distracted to come up and ram and ram their dodge truck right up your asshole yep and so there's the the manifest rules of the road which are the literal laws here's exact here's the posted speed limit and then there's the latent rules of the road which are the things that the actual good drivers sort of intuitively know uh even if no one tells you directly it's like you go with the traffic whether uh, the speed limits uh 10 miles per hour or, or kil kilometers per hour below what you're doing or or not you know you you go with the traffic no matter what the speed is. And exactly. it's, hard, yeah. it's hard to get a computer to understand that because what you'd have to do is take the latent rules of the road and figure out how to write them down. <laughs> and one of the problems is, is they're not written down. They're they're latent rules. They're not manifest rules. So there's a... Not only that, but a lot of them are incredibly context sensitive. Oh, yeah. And what at one point, right, it may be that you've got to do 20 over the limit and then the next day in the same area you got to do like 20 under because because of the different weather conditions and because of time of day and all sorts of other factors oh yeah so you know the idea that a car is going to drive itself well you know that's not crazy uh those cars drive themselves machines drive themselves around all the time and it's not surprising that maybe one day uh, we'll have some that are running on the open road and they'll behave just fine. The idea that mm -hmm. that a car is going to behave better than a than a human. I mean, there's been this fallacy that gets pushed by basically morons in tech media 
who say, well, you know, a, a car makes fewer mistakes than a person makes. Well, they're dumb. Uh, I mean, the average driver is is dumb also, but very true. The, the computing power that a human has and the ability to understand the things like the latent rules of the road is far superior to anything a computer has been able to to do. I mean, the, they can program a robot to go a certain number of miles per hour and have a certain procedure before they change lanes, but that's not equivalent to a, a thinking human behind it. It's, uh, I don't know, It's it seems uh, disingenuous. Honestly, AI, like, AI is better at just plain thought than at action coming from thought or... Or action that isn't driven by thought like you know we're, we're at a point still where where we can have computers that can come up with the smartest shit but they would not be able to they would not be able to make something walk on two legs they, yeah it's... it's like a fucking baby with no skeleton right and it's and essentially essentially what you're doing with like vehicles that you put ai in is you're essentially replacing the limbs with tires that's that's about it and it's just as stupid as the as the robots they try to make walk on two legs yeah if you can get a robot to queue in a line for a concert um then i think that's about the same level of problem that you have with a robot car which is supposed to drive in a respectful way i think they're i think that's a good point they're the motor control, you say, oh, well, motor control is hard to do. Well, yeah, but it's more than motor control. It's how you hold yourself. And, and even when you're inside a car, you know, there's such a thing. We call it aggressive driving for a reason. You're projecting um, you're projecting something beyond just, you know, your the the basic physical quantities of your car, you know, to uh, to the drivers around you. You know, you can put emotion into it, too, if you do it right or wrong. Yep. Anyway. That was the uh, that was the Amazon story. So the bottom line is Amazon uh, got lied to by some startup tech company, which said we could put things in your car and it'll make your drivers better. And uh, they're all Silicon Valley douchebags. And so they said, yeah, of course, we'll we'll, uh, we'll yeah. It's, it's not it's not making it's not making the drivers better. It's just it's just ripping them off more, so that so that they can the investors and. And directors at Amazon can buy themselves more ivory back scratchers. Oh, we're tech. We love technology. AI. Oh, that's great. We'll put AI in every car. Yeah. That's what yeah, they, they that's can, what they they can think. stick AI and they can stick AI up their dick holes. Yeah. It, it's there, there's no need for this. The 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 guy on the bicycle delivering Chinese food in New York City is uh, not going to be replaced by a uh, car uh, by an Amazon uh, AI anytime soon because it takes way more no way more skill than any computer has right now. It's disingenuous. I don't like the story. It made me mad. Anyway, it makes me mad too. <laughs> anyway, mo- moving on. What else do we got? Um, you got a story? I don't know. I think we're we're almost we're about out of time. So. Oh shit! Do we have to wrap this baby up? Yeah, I think we do. Well, I'm gonna have to hold my Seven Eleven pizza story for next week. Oh, oh, that'll man. sound. What that'll be cutting? We're cutting the 3D Space Cadet pinball. That's going. That's being talked about next week. Yep. All right. Well, until next week, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Catch you later. Adios. I had a gun woman. But she lay down, honey.
Though she knew him about to me, she wasn't satisfied. 